Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast with your host Gavrilin Chris. Our buddy Kevin is going to take a week off this week, so it's just the two of us for you today. Here at Azeroth Coast to Coast, we focus on tips for the aspiring World of Warcraft player. Each week we're going to be talking about what we've done in-game, highlights from the news, and, we and focus on a weekly challenge to help you improve as a player in the World of Warcraft. This week's challenge is less a challenge and more just kind of a bit of a discussion from Chris and I uh, near and dear to our hearts. We're going to talk about lore a little bit. Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Chris, how's your week been, buddy? Um, not bad, actually. It's been a pretty good week. Um, we killed Gul'dan at the end of last week's... Well, we killed him on Monday last week. Uh, and then it reset on on Wednesday for us. And then we killed him again on Thursday. So we cleared the Nighthold in one night. And we're moving on to Heroic on Monday this week. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. At least one of us is actually raiding. I'm I'm absolutely loving raiding this expansion. I'm tanking on a class that I've been waiting for since Burning Crusade. Because they should have added it in Burning Crusade. But I'm really glad they didn't because they wouldn't have had all these awesome mechanics to play with. Um, you, you're you you are an elemental creature. You're 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 a creature of uh, some very very strong passions. Yes, I am. I'm a creature of insane passions, and the demon hunter is one of the passions, and I love it. I'm playing my demon hunter, and I'm tanking, and I'm loving it. Well, that's fantastic. I love to hear that. Any, anything else going on right now? I transferred over my hunter to our new server. So we used to be on Twilight's Hammer in Europe. We're now on my Theradon, and I moved it over, and I've been leveling it up. It's 105, 106 right now. Sticking to my, uh, sticking to what I've always been. I'm sticking to Beastmaster. Love BM, and it's back to the original race it was. It's a it's a night elf hunter again, and I still have my very first pet I ever tamed 12 years ago. And I'm using that. <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, I think those of us who played way back when still have that one pet stabled somewhere. I I, I know I still have the uh, Raptor. I went out of my way to tame as a Blood Elf, because uh, in Burning Crusade, I made my first hunter, it was a Blood Elf hunter, and I went all the way to Durotar mm -hmm. to tame a raptor, just well, because I wanted a raptor. I have my night saber. It's just a, it's, it's like stereotypical night elf hunter with a night saber, but it works. I love it. I love my night saber. That's wonderful to hear. You know, I, I anytime, you know, you get to just go back and see something that you know you've you you were involved with for so long is always great to hear. Well, that was my main all the way through Wrath of the Lich King. Oh my. Yep. Oh oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You played a hunter. Yeah, I loved my hunter. It was a lot of fun, and then I swapped to healing, and that was my true passion. Healing and tanking is what I always loved since that since I tried it. So that's what I do now. There we go. Anything else? I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm PTR. No, you have? Yeah. No. Lucio's my main in Overwatch. Uh, I love Lucio. He's absolutely fantastic. And he's coming to Heroes of the Storm, so I've played a metric fuck ton of Lucio on the PTR. I think he's already and, level 7. Yeah, he, we're, we're going to be seeing him very shortly, in fact. I believe the, he goes live on Tuesday show. in US and then Wednesday in Europe. Well, that's wonderful. I know that uh, we're going to be stuck. I'm going to be stuck playing a lot of games where I'm uh, trying to help you out as Lucio. Lucio's thing is, Lucio, I don't have you, Lucio, on the US server yet. I don't don't, have do you have yet. gold saved up? I do not. So that's what I'm going to be doing over the weekend, bursting out gold to get Lucio. So you're helping with that. God help me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, myself, um, I haven't been doing a whole lot in WoW. Um, I'm having a little bit of a slowdown in my WoW playtime, and I don't know if that's because I'm not really, like, actively raiding, or I'm just kind of going, with my paladin. Um, but, you know, I've been slowing down a little bit, so I've been, I've been looking at my priest. Uh, my priest was my very, very first character. Um, this is the same, same dude... Same guy I did way back in Classic. Uh, it is a Dwarf Priest uh, because I asked the some people that I was playing with at the time. It's like, hey, what's the best class for when you first start? And they, of course, being jerks, went ahead and said, oh, Dwarf Priest, Dwarf Priest, it's the best, it's the best class. Little did I know I was going to end up being a healer and a fear ward bot. I was going to um, say, so. in fairness, it was the best class race combo possible for priests. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. 
but you know, I ended up just being a fear ward bot. I got him up to level 11, and they're like, oh, hey, we're going to teleport you. We're going to summon you right here. Just hang out for a while. Uh, okay, what, what, what if I need to go level? Ah, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Just hang out right here. Jerks. Jerks, every single one of them. Wow. Um, so, um, I, I spent a lot more time playing D3. Uh, I went into the ninth season. Um, it's something that I've, I've done a lot in the past, so mm-hmm. I've been having a little bit of fun with that. It's also something that I can jump in and out of really quick, uh, comparative to WoW or HOTS. Plus you boosted um, me. And I boosted you, and I boosted you up to 70 on the seasonal. Um, I need to get a better set, then I can actually, like, really legitimately boost somebody in, like, 10 minutes in T10, or T7, or whatever it is. Um, and I played a lot of Hearthstone, but that's just normal, because I play Hearthstone on my phone all the time, so. Um, I think that about covers us as personal, real human beings. Let's let's just go back yeah. to, you know, being robots who read off of a prompt. Um, yep. So, uh, you want to go over this week's events? Uh, so just like we said last week, this week's event, so we've got Lovers in the Air, which is the yearly event for Valentine's Day. Uh, again, you can get the rock, the Love Rocket uh, if you do the uh, curable uh, boss that you can do from Crown through the Dungeon company. Finder. Uh, Crown Chemical Company, thank you. I can never remember their name. They're curable through the Dungeon Finder, and you can do them once a day to have a chance to get the Love Rocket mount, which is one of the rarest mounts in the game. It's not the rarest, but it's one of uh, I believe the rarest is the one that drops off Shaw of Anger. Uh, yeah, they're 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 like very close to each other in terms of drops. I think somebody quoted one in three thousand chance uh, for the Love yeah. Rocket, something like that. But it's it's insanely low drop rate for the fact you only get one chance every day for the duration of the event. So now now you you have to do have a caveat and. Uh, what I mentioned last week was absolutely correct. They did actually, in fact, implement the scaling effect. Oh, so, so it is. So anyone can queue regardless of level. If you can, anyone finder, starting you can at it. level sixteen. Right. So if you can use the dungeon finder, you can do it. Yep. And I have a bunch of. I, I had a very serious case of autism back in uh, Kata and Wrath. So I've got a lot of like level fifteen and twenty characters. Um, coincidentally, most of them are healers, so... Oh, you're easy then, you just do whatever it's, you want. Yeah, I just pop in, I just, uh, throw them over to healing spec, I go in, and I just, just, like, just start mashing whatever basic heal that I've gotten at that yeah. point, and I just start mashing it, because, of course, healing, uh, like everything else, it does scale, so it's, uh, healing an effective percentage of your target's health. Yep. So, so like, you're a 15 healing a 110, but you're actually a 110 healing a 110 at that point, essentially. Yeah. Ish. 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 Something around there. Uh, it's not quite as effective. There are some issues with the with the healing scaling, um, but I've generally not had a problem keeping people up, so it's been real easy. It's been real fun. I'm getting Giggity. eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been getting eight to ten tries a day, give or take. It's taken me about five minutes to do each of them, so it's not a big deal. Cool. Um, uh, what else we've got going on? The other event this week is the Pet Battles bonus. So, uh, mm-hmm. like, we've got the Time Walkers and the leveling. You've got Pet Battles. So, if you're really into Pet Battles, it's a great time to just jump in and get some extra stuff. I'm not 100% on the war- rewards because I'm not a pet battler. And well, you are. Um, it is an ultimate battle stone, if I remember correctly, uh, which automatically upgrades a pet to level 25. Awesome. That's actually really um, helpful. <laughs> Yeah, so the other thing is is that we did get a little bit more news about the Pet Battle Dungeon on the 7.2 PTR. We got a little bit more news about that. That kind of ties into that. So um, initially it was just, oh, hey, you can go through there with three Zandalari angle renders and just wipe the place real quick. Uh, You'll be done. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, We've now found out that there's going to be a weekly challenge associated with the Pet Battle Dungeon. Okay. And it's going to be in the same vein of the Celestial Tournament. They are suggesting 15 level 25 pets will be required to clear the uh, weekly challenge. Um, I don't know if they're going to be on the if it's going to be the same tier of insanity that the Celestial Tournament back in uh, Mist was. The Celestial um, Tournament was great. It was great, but you re- it required so many specific pets for certain fights um i'm hoping it doesn't require quite the same level of insanity uh for like very super specific pet comps Mm -hmm. but if it does i'll be fine with it 
That was just something that I heard. I wanted to mention that at some point because I know we had talked about it a little bit in the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, we didn't have too much details on it, so we didn't go into it too much. But it's good that so they're actually a little bit more now. they're um, making it bigger than just taking three pets in and nuking the place. Yeah, exactly. Um, so next week we'll we'll go over that real quick. Next week is uh, near and dear to me, uh, and I know I say near and dear a lot. But this one is near and dear to me. It's going to be Time Walking Cataclysm Dungeon. So uh, we'll be going in and uh, going back to Grim Batal and um, in time. Lost City of Talvir and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be having a lot of fun there. Uh, of course, it is yet another chance to uh, get your hands on the Infinite Time Reaver um, and whatever sort of uh, themed pets and toys and the themed mount that you buy through the uh, shards or whatever mm-hmm. that will be uh, available for that particular expansion's worth of stuff. Um, also as a point, because I never realized this until the last time walking event, there are reputation tokens on yes. each of the vendors for the reputations from that expansion. So if you are trying to get exalted with some of the reputations and you really can't be bothered going back and rep grinding mm-hmm. or using the tabards... You can totally just buy the rep rep tokens from the vendor for the time walking badges, and you can get yep. exalted from that. Yep, and I in fact I I am in fact doing that on my paladin right now, and uh, I'm waiting for Wrath to come back around because I never finished Argent Crusade on my paladin. Waiting for so, Burning Crusade for me. Uh, who are you going for, Ashtung? Yeah, it's gonna be Ashtung Deathsworn. How do I know? Um, of course, it's Ashtung. Uh, and finally, uh, Love is in the Air is once again going to continue through that next week, so uh, keep grinding those alts in. Um, I know healer queues are under a minute. Tank queues, I think, are two minutes Tank queues in Europe are about a minute and a half. Yeah, so tank queues are about two minutes, and DPS queues are way too long, um, as normal. Um, well, if everyone so- and their mother didn't play a DPS, we wouldn't have this problem. Well, that's Blizzard's fault for putting way too many DPS specs in the game. No, and making it's tanking and healing fault. kind of boring. It's people's fault for not being willing to actually take responsibility and play the roles that actually matter. And I'll admit, I've been like that the last few weeks. That's why I've been working on Ret pretty heavily. So <laughs> I don't worst. feel like taking responsibility for the mechanics. Um, this week's world boss, of course, is going to be Levantis, that giant kraken jack wagon over in uh, Azuna. Yes, uh, he's in the middle of the ocean between the mainland of Azuna and the island for the Wardens. So mm-hmm. if you have uh, either water walking or a water strider mount, you're good to go to get there really quick. Yep. Um, in news this week, we're going to be kind of brief about this. Uh, Chris, I know you're kind of hype about the uh, the HOTS event that's coming up. It's a Heroes of the Storm slash World of Warcraft event. So it's the four Azeroth event. Essentially, what you have to do is you have to play 15 games in Heroes of the Storm as a Warcraft hero whilst in a group with a friend, someone on your battle net list, uh, and play the games. You don't have to win the games, you don't have, You just have to play the games. They can be AI games, they can be quick match games, they can be ranked, unranked, just as long as you play a Warcraft hero and you're queued with a friend. Once completing 15 of those games, you in World of Warcraft you will receive the Primal Bell Saber mount. Now that mount looks essentially exactly like the Demon Hunter land mount, but so is red and on fire. So you mean Flame Saber, right? Yeah. Did I say fell? fell sa- you said Fell Slaver. I so meant Primal Flame Saber. Sorry, my bad. So yeah, it's the Primal Flame Saber. It looks exactly like the Fell Saber mount, uh, okay. but it's red and on fire, and everyone can use it rather than just Demon Hunters. Um, okay. And in Heroes of the Storm, you'll get a 10-day stem pack. As well Which as I the... always love free stem packs. Exactly, free stem pack. And you will also get the Flames of the Judgment Charger mount for Heroes of the Storm. So it's just Alrighty a little... Alrighty then. It's just a really nice little cross-promotion, you know. <laughs> I think it's more to do with the fact that Lucio's coming out on the exact same day as this event launches. So let's not make people just play nothing but Lucio. Let's give them something else to do. As well, yeah, maybe cop, maybe possibly, you know, deal with that that issue where if you want to play the new hero, oh my god, your queues are going to be like five to ten minutes every day. We were on the PTR. We tried to play it. It was a fifteen minute queue time because I was I was Lucio. Yeah, we eventually just said screw it. Um, yeah, and they went online. 
Um, Excuse me. Excuse me, I'm I'm super congested today. Sorry about that. Listen, the event runs from February 14th through to March 14th. So you've got an entire month to get the event done to get those two mounts. So just play a game every other day. It's a free WoW mount. It's it's a free game. It's a free WoW mount. It'll take no time to get done. And Uh, there's always a Warcraft hero on the free rotation. uh, Considering Warcraft heroes are half of the uh, roster, yes. There's always going to be one. Um, so we've gotten a little bit more information now that the, uh, battle net balance for the WoW tokens has gone live. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about that either last week or the week before. A little bit, um, yeah. Yeah, we've received a little bit more information. We now know that, uh, WoW tokens do convert down into $15 US currency, um, uh, for your battle net balance. And in Europe, it is actually going to be, uh, 13 euros and 10 pounds or 10 pounds. Yes. Okay, so uh, it does actually, and I did confirm that it is 13 euros, 10 pounds. Cool. Um, um, the prices are insane right now. So, yeah, um, so I'm gonna, I've, got, I've got the uh, wowtoken.info website up, which has got all the information on the WoW tokens for every single region. Currently in Europe, the WoW tokens are 153,249 gold. And on North America, they are 99,021 gold. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone who does free-to-play. Thank you so much mm. for jacking these prices way up. Um, now, I know, if I remember correctly, last week when we dis- when we mentioned it, I mentioned that the balance price was something like 65k or something like that. Oh, the, Euro- the European the European token when the balance 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 went out peaked at 250k. Yeah, and I know 250k is pretty close to some of the other regions that are much more focused on the free to play side than the US and uh, yeah. Europe is. So the Chinese mm-hmm. realms are 258,118 gold right now. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. normal for them. Yeah. Like gold prices are always going to be inflated in uh, Chinese uh, and Taiwanese many and of Korean. the Asian, in many of the Asian and Southeast Asian uh, regions. It's going to be increased because of there's just it, it's a different culture. They don't really do the subscription methods, so they're much more onto the um, bits and pieces. So they'll go to a PC bong or a cafe, and they'll do they'll play for an hour or two. And then they go home, and it's like they don't have a rolling subscription. They only pay for the time that they actually use. Yeah. So that's just that's just a little interesting little bit we wanted to throw in there. Wow, balance, battle net balance is fantastic. Wow, tokens are ridiculously expensive. Um, I remember, I remember when Legion started. My wife was buying tokens because she didn't feel like paying fifteen bucks a month, and she was it was like twenty k. It was like fifteen to twenty k. And she it's was buying never tokens. been that cheap in Europe. They have never been that cheap in Europe. When well, they you launched, can thank they Russia were sixty k. You can thank Russia for that. And yeah. I know, I know, uh, Russia and the Eastern Bloc, I know, are a lot of the drivers for why token costs are so yeah. high in Europe because it is again another. It's a, it's a region that doesn't do the the subscription method as much yeah. as the Western world does. Speaking of Russia. Uh-huh. Nice little segue there. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Oh, you are the, a master at this. I know, right? the uh, The world first for the Gul'dan Mythic Kill was given was taken by uh, Exorus. How you pronounce that? Exorcist, Exorus, Exorcist, something of that nature. Exorcist. Yeah. The Russian Europe. It's a European Russian guild. They got the world first on Gul'dan. I believe it was last week. Um, so massive props to them and big shout out to Europe. Yay. <laughs> Yep. Europe, Europe has been doing the first world first for a long time. It's Since okay. Wrath. Yeah. Since Wrath, we were doing it. Yep. Um, and uh, just a little aside we forgot to mention last week. Uh, just, to, uh, you know, just bouncing off that Nighthold comment. Uh, we forgot to mention Wing 2 of LFR opened up on yeah, Tuesday. It did indeed. It is the Royal Athenium. Uh, it's going to cover the next few bosses in uh, Nighthold. So uh, I think I believe that it's covers next three. I think it's the next three, and I think you get your first boss that drops tier out of it, out of wing two. No, you did in the first one. The first first uh, uh, Triliax drops tier. 
That's right. Triliax drops tier. That's right. That's right. So you already have one tier piece, but now you can get your two set. Now you can get your two set. Fantastic. I love to hear it. So make sure you get your butts out there and you get queued. Um, and please, 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 please be a tank or a healer. You know, make my queue times as Rhett a little bit slow, a little bit faster. I'd love to see that. I'm um, a tank and a healer anyway, so... I'm, yeah. I, I'm a tank and a healer anyways also, but you know what? Sometimes I like being a little mindless and going with my ret rotation. You're the worst. It's okay. I'm okay with that. I accept it. All Speaking right. of being the worst. <laughs> yes, that just dovetails so nicely into what we're going to talk about as the challenge. Um, but I'd like to just kind of mention real fast. Um, nah, worst person we've ever met. Worst person you've ever met. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So this week, instead of a challenge, we're going to focus a little bit more on trying to get a little bit of information about the lore, just a little bit of the background in the game. Just try to find a little bit of uh Why we're clarity. doing what we're doing in the Broken Isle. Exactly. Uh, so it's going to be sort of kind of free form. You know, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about it regarding the lore. Um, this week, Chris and I, we're going to try to focus on the... Uh, the master of fell, the fallen leader of the old horde, uh, the leader of the shadow council, Goldan. And I, I, I wanted to say Gold Daniel. That's, I know you that's it, it's 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 something that we've been calling him in Heroes. Yeah. Um, so and Heroes of the Storm, his name is Go, uh, Gold Daniel. That's his name. His name is Gold Daniel. So we we keep I keep wanting to say Gold Daniel, but we're gonna be talking about Goldan, uh, leader of the 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 old horde that you see in Warcraft one and two. Um, uh, Thrall to Sargeras and, you know, the Burning Legion. It's going to hit um, you. I know, you were going to hit me. I know, I keep trying to say Sargeras. I know, it's okay. I know, it's Sargeras. I know, I know. You're I know. aware, it's fine. I'm aware. <laughs> um, so, there's a lot of information to go through when you're talking about Gul'dan. Yeah. Um, so, I, I know we kind of mind kevin for some questions on this because as if you've listened to the other shows you'll know that chris and i are both longtime players and we both have a lot of knowledge about the game uh specifically relating to the uh, lore issues and things that are going on kevin not so much kevin's only been playing for a couple of years and he doesn't have that sort of thirst for knowledge that drove us to digging up this kind of information. So we kind of mind him for some questions and Kevin, big shout out to you. Thank you for the questions, my man. I appreciate you. Um, so one of the big ones is, you know, how did he rise to power? How, uh, how, how did he become this master of the fell? Um, and I know, you know, a little bit about that, Chris. So why don't you go ahead and tell me? The the thing with that was, was we do need to mention the other one first. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's a little bit of thorny issues that was introduced via Warlords of Draenor. Draenor. Um, of course, we're talking about the mainline universe and the alternate universe timelines. There's two of the fuckers. There's two sons of bitches. There's two Gul'dans. <laughs> um, so there's two Gul'dans to talk about. The first one is the head of the Stormreaver clan, and the Gul'dan. Uh, involved in Warcrafts 1 and 2 and tangentially seen in Warcraft 3. Um, this Gul'dan was the head of the Stormreaver Warlocks, uh, which was a clan of orcs on Draenor. Uh, he was also the leader of the Shadow Council and the War Chief of the Old Horde. Um, he is the one that basically decides to invade Azeroth. It, it's, his, it's his call, his clarion call to the Orcish Horde that drives them to invade Azeroth. Um, he's a really kind of interesting character. You only really see him in the first two Warcraft games. You do get a vision of him in Warcraft 3 uh, that explains, you know, where he's been and what's going on with him. Spoiler alert, he's dead. Um... But for the most part, he's just this sort of really, he's this really chaotic, evil, sort of evil warlock guy. Um, There, and then you can, would you like to talk a little bit about the other Gul'dan, the one we're more familiar with, those of us who only have played Warcraft, World of Warcraft. So, the other Gul'dan, unlike main timeline Gul'dan, is not the leader of his clan, he's just a member of it. A member who is banished from his clan for being feeble and un- and not powerful. 
Now, we don't know what clan he's from, but the no. supposition is the Storm Reavers also. Yes, it's it's safe to assume it's the Storm Reavers, but we have, there's nothing confirming that. Especially since we don't actually see the Storm Reaver clan at any point in Warlords of Draenor. Exactly, yeah. So, um... Um, this Gul'dan goes up to the Altar of Elements, Altar of the Elements, uh, in the Grand, uh, to commune with the Elementals, to ask them to, to help him to become powerful, a, a, a true shaman. Because this Gul'dan is also a shaman. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't answer him. The Legion answers Aww, him. Aw, that makes me sad. Yeah. If they okay, Blizzard, him, Blizzard we need a well. third timeline. We need a third timeline where Gul'dan becomes the... A good guy. The good guy. <laughs> don't imagine? give him any ideas. Don't give him any damn ideas. We don't <laughs> need to go back to Draenor for a third time. No ideas there, Chris. A third timeline. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, the Legion answers Gul'dan's pleas for help and for power. And... That's where we start coming into Worlds of Draenor because he goes back and he just he wipes out his clan. He wipes them out, every single one of them, mm-hmm. and he gets the blood of Manoroth and feeds it to the orcs, or tries to, but is stopped by Garrosh, who is a whole another story that would take hours to go into. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He then he stops Gul'dan. And they invade Azeroth, and we go into the Warlords of Draenor story arc. From the end of Warlords of Draenor, Gul'dan now, is now, off. The interesting, the fun part is, is that we free Gul'dan yeah, at the very him. beginning of That's Warlords us. of Draenor. Everything very, that happens in Warlords and, and Legion is on us. Is It's on us, literally like the first thing we do after coming through the Dark Portal is we go and refree Gul'dan and Cho'Gal. And Terengor. Was it Cho'Gal that we freed? Cho'Gal, Gul'dan, and Terengor. Yeah. Yeah, so we free three huge bad guys that we've already kind of killed in our timeline a little bit, and we let them go. Yep. We personally set up the events of Legion by freeing Gul'dan. All our fault. (laughs) Yep. It's all our fault. Which, let's be quite honest, if we look back at a lot of the expansions, mm. most of the things that happen are our oh, faults. Oh, yeah. Most of everything. <laughs> that's our fault. All the Shaw stuff, that's our fault. Um, We're bad yes. people. We're, We're really bad, bad people. people. We are really bad people. But it is Warcraft. It's not Peacecraft, so. No, it's not. Um, so, so, yeah, there's 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 two separate Gul'dans. And both suck. Both really, really suck. Both are jerks. <laughs> On the other side, though, uh, the Stormreaver Gul'dan from the Old Horde uh, rose to power, uh, invaded Azeroth via the assistance of uh, Kil'jadeen, the Deceiver, Archimond, and um, Sargeras himself, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> with the assistance of Medivh actually opening the Dark Portal from this side to Which allow them another in. bucket of worms to open up later. That's a, that's a whole other you know, bucket, can, whatever you want to call it, whatever vessel you want to put this thing of worms in, why you want to put your thing of worms in there, I don't know. But it's a vessel of worms that will be opened up if we talk about Medivh. Um, yes, I am. I know. Um, so they open the Dark Portal, and out comes the scouting force that uh, famously was wiped out during the First War. Um, but not before sacking... Um, Stormwind. Oh, Stormwind. Completely Stormwind. annihilating Stormwind. Yeah, not before sacking Stormwind. Now mind you, this is just an expeditionary force. <clears throat> this is just people coming in to look at the place. Yep. Um, so, they get wiped out. A little bit of time passes. Because, of course, I don't have the... Oh, sorry. I don't have the timeline in front of me, and they retconned the timeline I remember. So, some time passes, and a second force comes through. This time, it brings all of the warlords, that all of the war chiefs, all of the chieftains of the hordes, the various tribes, uh, Kargath, uh, Blackhand, Durotan, Kilrog, uh, Durotan, um, Gul'dan himself, the Shadow Council, Garona Half-Orkin, oh, all I come like through. <laughs> yeah, then she murders Rain, uh, Lane. It's not like, so. it was, it's not like she wanted <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing right there. Yeah, yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. That, that Corona is a whole other story, too. That you, You'll hear us talk a lot about that on these rare occasions we get to talk about lore, is that, oh, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. That's a long story. That's an episode in itself. Um, so he comes through, and they begin systematically wiping out most of the Eastern Kingdoms. Uh, they actually mm-hmm. succeed in pretty much fighting back and wiping out everything up to Lordaeron. Yep, the only thing uh, left really was Lordaeron. And I suppose, uh, oh, what's the island? Jaina's brother? Kultiris. Kultiris, I can never remember its name. Kultiris, Gilneas. Most of the Seven Kingdoms are affected. Um, in fact, yeah. the Kultirans are actually the navy that you play in Warcraft 2. Mm-hmm. Much of it is the Kultiran navy. Um from a lore standpoint, a uh, canon standpoint, God only knows at this point. Um, at some point, Gold, Gold Daniel, Gold Daniel there decides, mm, I sense a great amount of fell power somewhere off to the west. All right, Storm Reavers. All right, Shadow Council. Let's go. He packs up everybody and leaves the horde uh, in charge of the various war chiefs. And bear and... in mind that the Storm Reavers and the Shadow Council are some of the most powerful beings from Draenor. So yep. those are the ones that were pushing the war. They were the ones that were actually getting them the win. Mm-hmm. And mind you, the shadow... Uh, the uh, the I I just blanked on their name again. The the Reavers. God, what? Storm Reavers. Storm Reavers. Storm Re- I don't know why I just blanked on that name. <laughs> now mind you, the Storm Reavers and the Shadow Council are the primary drivers of much of the heavy weaponry and magical weaponry of the Orcish Horde. Yeah. Um, the, the the Death Knights are the brainchild of uh, Ner'zhul and um, Terran Gore. Terran Gore Fiend. Uh, is the first mm. Death Knight. Yeah. It's uh, the body, it's the soul of an orc warlock that's been forcibly shoved into a dead human knight. Um, so much of their big power base comes from the Storm Reavers and the Shadow Council. Gul'dan goes, well, we're going to go west. We're going to take some boats. I feel a great power. I feel a vision of Sargeras himself calling to me. Um, <clears throat> so they fuck off and they get in boats and they travel west and that's the last we hear of them for Warcraft 2 um the alliance fights back um and the horde is stopped the dark portal is destroyed which again another whole story but the dark portal is destroyed by Turalyon, Illyria um Curtin Wildhammer Cadgar and uh Danith Trollbane mm-hmm. leading an expeditionary force through the dark portal that uh causes a destabilization of Draenor which in this timeline has been completely wiped of life to open the dark portal and to empower the horde Gul'dan has basically sapped all of the life out of Draenor Draenor is, is pretty failing, much a dead husk right now it is, it's a dying husk it is a failing just lifeless ball, essentially. Uh, they go through and they overload the portal, and as a last-ditch attempt, they begin opening... The horde begins opening multiple portals, which drains the last bits of life out of Draenor, and causes it to basically explode. Yeah. Bits and pieces of it form a sort of loose conglomeration somewhere near the Twisting Nether, which, yeah. again, whole other story. Yeah. And that becomes Outland, which is where the entire bulk of the first expansion burning crusade takes place um we find out in warcraft 3 gul'dan finds the tomb of sargeras sargeras again every single time finds the tomb of sargeras and goes in uh and then he's murdered by demons so many demons uh the lone survivor is a storm reaver warlock who basically becomes a hermit and gives up the way of the fell um, he's met by Maev's uh, shadow song in her hunt for Illidan because uh, she's drawn to the tomb because Illidan went to the tomb. Um, <clears throat> in the tomb, Illidan finds the skull of Gul'dan, which he consumes and uh, empowers him. That's where we get the uh, goat-hoofed, horned, winged, jerk wagon Demon Hunter. Illidan we know and love these days. Yeah. Um... So that's basically the end of that Gul'dan's timeline. That Gul'dan dies. He's yeah. dead. 
And bear in mind, if it wasn't for that Gul'dan taking those armies away, the entire the entire history of Azeroth would be completely different. Yep. If he no. wasn't in, if he didn't go and take those armies to find a surge of her power for him, the mm -hmm. the second war would have went completely differently. The Orcish Horde would have won. Now I'm going to say this right now, just just while we're in the middle of this. Uh, if anybody disagrees with any of this, please shoot us a mention somewhere twitter email whatever mention it a lot of my lore information is a little on the outdated side um i don't keep up with the modern stuff for the most part i haven't kept up with the modern stuff um so if you have if, if we've said something completely freaking wrong and it's been something that they've completely retconned at some point tell us we'd love to hear it um We'll, we'll, we'll continue on, and then uh, we'll, we'll mention a little bit more about that at the end. Um, mm -hmm. So, what motivates him? What motiv motivates these Gul'dans? What, what's that's, the role of Gul'dan? That's a, good, that's, that's a good thing about... I don't know. That's a good thing about both the Gul'dans, and we're going to go with Gul'dans for plurals. Mm -hmm. the, same thing kind of the same thing motivates them. Power. Power. They're power-hungry assholes. Yeah, completely. They want to be... <laughs> They don't want to be the, they don't want to be the servant. They don't want to be the person taking orders. They want to be the one giving orders. They want to be mm -hmm. the one that can rip someone apart by a wave of their hand. They want to be the leader. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what motivates the two of them. Yeah. So I mean, they're just they're power hungry dicks. Pretty much. That's entirety of it. Now, um, we mentioned that he forged a deal with the Burning Legion. Yes. Um, who does he report to? Who is his master in the Legion? I well, I know I know who the master for Gul'dan number two is. Mm -hmm. The Warlord's Gul'dan. That's Kil'jaeden. He reports directly to Kil'jaeden. And again, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other thing. Uh, we've seen uh, Kil'jaeden <sighs> twice now. And war once and we've seen Kil'jaeden once in World of Warcraft. We've seen him once in Warcraft three. But we've only ever fought him once, and that was in World of Warcraft. And we didn't kill him, we just pushed him back to Argus and closed yep. the portal. Pushed him right back through the Sunwell. Yep. That, mind you, of course, was the... Um, the final raid of Burning the, Crusade. The Sunwell raid tier in Burning Crusade. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. But yeah, he, he answers directly to Kill Jaden. Uh, we find that out very prominently, and the audiobook, uh, the audio dramatization i think it was what was the, the audio drama they released yeah i got oh, tomb of god. sargeras god i don't even know i think it was tomb of sargeras i, I i'll be honest i did not actually keep up with the audio dramas despite remembering that it they were coming out i did not so keep good up. they were so good if, if you I, haven't if you haven't listened to them go back they're all on itunes they're on the warcraft youtube they're very good tomb of sargeras is fantastic four-part series i'm definitely gonna have to go back and actually catch up with them um so he directly reports to Kill Jaden. Uh, I mean, yep, how does Kill Jaden feel about him screwing up so many times? He makes that very clear in the audiobook that you failed, that Gul'dan has failed them before. And Gul'dan is not happy about the fact that he is constantly getting compared to the other Gul'dan. He constantly tells Kill Jaden, that wasn't me. And. This the audiobook actually gives you a very good look at this Gul'dan, and it shows you that there is one key difference of between the two Gul'dans. Mm -hmm. Warlord Gul'dan, Gul'dan Two, can actually see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. he's fighting Maiev and Cadgar in the Tomb of Sargeras after he's absorbed all of the Legion's power within him to open the portal, he can very clearly see. Right, I can easily kill them. Why are they not running? Why are they still coming at me? It's they've got the same tenacity and drive as the people who've bested me on Draenor. Though uh -huh, uh -huh. these people come from Azeroth, this is gonna keep happening. They're gonna keep coming at me. I can't do this alone. I need the Legion as much as they need me. Uh -huh. he, and he opens he the portal. He throws his lot in completely with them. Completely, and that's when Kill Jaden says to him, "You are not the other Gul'dan. You are, you see, you see the bigger picture. You are Legion." Mm -hmm. 
That's that's pretty good. That's that's a pretty damn good line. I'll give it that much. Um, yeah. Th- so we've killed. Didn't we kill alternate Gul'dan though? Wasn't he one of the last bosses and warlords? We didn't kill him. We didn't fight Gul'dan. Sadly, I would have loved to have actually had a fight with him in Warlords. We fought Archimonde in Gul'dan, who, again, whole other story. But we fought Archimonde in Gul'dan, and at the very end of the fight, Archimonde drops to his knees, drops drops flat on his face, and looks at Gul'dan, raises his hand, and says, "You, we had a pact, Gul'dan," and throws him through the portal that had been that Gul'dan had opened to bring Archimonde through to Draenor. The running theory, because there's not there's not been any exact proof, is that the portal went straight to Argus, and that's where Gul'dan ended up, and had that's a stern not talking a fun to. Place to be. No, he had a stern talking to by Kill Jaden, which is not a fun thing to happen either. No, <laughs> good no, lord, no, that's not especially on Argus. Argus itself, the yeah. home world of the Eridar. Yeah. That's not no. a good. That's that's not a good thing to happen to you under any circumstances. I, I mean, even even for a a wildly powerful fell infused orc, uh, that's still not a good place to be. No, definitely not. And oh, Jesus Christ, that's 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 a big one right there. Um, <laughs> so we just killed alternate Our universe Gul'dan. We just killed ultimate universe uh, Gul'dan. Right. That's oh, the one we finally timeline. killed. We yes, just, Nightfold. Nightfold. We, we finally killed him. We finally killed him. Finally killed is he coming back? Is he coming God, back? God, I hope so. Here's the thing. The other Gul'dan didn't go far enough into the fail, I feel, and that's why we, we never saw him again. Oh, he also got killed by the Avatar of Sargeras. He, he also got killed by the Legion. Mm-hmm. This one was killed by... Spoiler alert? Big spoiler alert here. So mm-hmm. You don't want to hear who, who actually does it. Yeah, we're gonna fine. give you. We're gonna give you uh, five seconds. Uh, jump back in at uh, about a minute or so. So, Illidan kills Gul'dan. Uh, Illidan gets the kill. Illidan gets the killing blow on Gul'dan. Oh, and, look! It's Black Temple all over again. And holds his skull in his hand at the very, as he rips his body apart with fell and crushes it. That's what Illidan does. It's a great cutscene. If you haven't done the Nighthold, get that Gul'dan kill and watch that cutscene. It's brilliant. Um, so, the thing is, though, is that when demons die, their bodies revert back to the nether. Yes, their spirits revert back to the nether. So, well, their, their soul yeah. goes back to the nether and then they repair themselves and create a, essentially a new body. Mm-hmm. That and that's um, we 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 discussed this a little bit last night when we were trying to talk to Kevin about what he wanted us to what 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 kind of questions he had for us that we you know we can kind of go over and oh my god we took as much time with talking about demons and how the cosmology of WoW works that we forgot uh, what the question was we <laughs> honestly forgot what the question that he actually asked us was so yes. uh, that's something we won't really try to get into just uh just be aware no. that demons don't really die. Yes, unless unless they are killed in the Twisting Nether, they don't really die. The only other person that knows how to kill a demon flat out, regardless of where they are, is Sargeras himself, and he's a titan. So we're not going. We're we. It's very like unlikely we're going to be able to do that anytime soon. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we want to be clear there. Demons don't really die. We've seen Tychondrius no. twice. We've seen Malganus three times? Archimond we've seen three times. Archimond we've seen three times. Kill Jaden has been seen twice. Uh, Manoroth. Uh, some of the various demons. Uh, especially Big One, you see a lot of the named demons. How many times have we killed Kazakh? Uh, way too many. <laughs> Um, you see a lot of the named demons that come back from the lore if you play the Alliance side of the, the Broken, Broken Shores Shore scenario. Yeah. Um, I think you see Dalvenger, you see Deathrock, you see Hellmaster, uh, you see a lot, uh, you see some of the Shavara that we've killed before. So mm-hmm. it's crazy when you realize that, holy crap, these guys don't really die. They just come right back. That's the whole thing. The, the Legion is primarily made up of demons and things that have become demons. Demons are born from the Twisting Nether. 
they exist outside of time. They but you are... could become a demon if you give in to the fail enough. Yep. Uh, they exist outside of time. Like, the, their physical bodies are merely just sort of avatars. All right. Their, their reality exists within the Twisting Nether. Uh, so don't, you don't get us wrong. The fact that they're essentially avatars doesn't mean they're any less powerful. Any less powerful and any less frightening. Um, so that's the whole deal. You need to be careful because they just keep coming. That's the Legion's whole deal. You may kill a million demons, but a million demons are going to come right back at some point. Mm-hmm. The Legion is a endless... The Legion is unending. It is a truly endless horde. Um, that draws from every universe and every reality. That's that's an interesting point to make. Now, mind you, that's a, that's a really interesting one to make because Archimond, HFC, Hellfire Citadel, last raid of Warlords. Warlords, right? yep. The Archimond you kill in Hellfire is the literally the exact same Archimond. You kill in Mount Hyjal back in Warcraft 3 and in Burning Crusade Caverns of Time, Mount Hyjal. Yeah, it's the same Archimonde. Literally the exact same one. Demons exist outside of reality. The Tychondrius that we kill in Nighthold is the same Tychondrius that Holm um, High Mountain killed hundreds 10, of years, years ago. ago. 10,000 years ago. It's the same Tychondrius that shows up uh did, did we confirm it was warcraft 3 for tychondrius last night i'm 90 percent positive yeah that he shows up uh that tychondrius is in warcraft 3 also and illidan um, also kills tychondrius at some point yeah illidan kills tychondrius everybody freaking kills tychondrius it's the same tychondrius yeah it's it's the it's the exact same nathrazine it is the exact same dread lore dread lord um so that's the thing is that they're unending, and it's the same one. They learn more every time. Every time you kill a demon, you're giving it a better chance to kill you next time. Because they know how you work. They know how the humans of Azeroth work, how the Draenei mm-hmm. work. They, they learn more about you every single time. Now, the thing is, though, is that, you know, the the forces of Azeroth are united in such a way that they've never been united before. Because the threat of the Legion is truly that astonishing, the demons are, in the past, the demons, when they've invaded Azeroth or they've uh, attacked Azeroth, it's been small forces. Yeah. This is a full-fledged assault on Azeroth. Gen says at the start of the Broken Isles, if if you do the Alliance one, this is not the same Legion. There's just too many of them for it to be the same Legion. Um, this is a full-scale assault on the Tomb of Sargeras. This is a full-scale assault on the Broken Isles, um, which we're going to see in 7.1 with 7.2 with the Legion Invasion events. So that's mm-hmm. going to be fantastic. I'm going to actually love that. Um, I, I do need to get into the PTR again and actually fully finish testing that out. But this is this is an invasion the likes of with Azeroth has not seen since Sargeras himself, since uh, the Day of the Dragon. What is the Day of the Dragons? War of the Ancients. War of War the Ancients. Ancients. Uh, since the War of the Ancients, this is a this is an invasion not seen since the War of the Ancients. Um, Which so ten thousand years ago, mind you. Yeah. So this is big news. This is big, big stuff. This is this is a fight for survival. Um, and I cannot wait to see what Tomb of Sargeras brings. Um, I feel like we've kind of rambled a little bit off of the original topic, which was about Gul'dan. But in um, fairness, that's what happens when you talk about lore. lore there's Warcraft so lore. many there's... just different spider webs that go off yeah. in every direction. I think the way we explained this to Kevin last night was that if you talk about one topic for World of Warcraft lore, you have to explain about ten other different topics. Yeah, for it to I actually mean, all accumulate and make sense. And I mean, we didn't even explain what the tomb of Sargeras is. Sargeras is. We did not even explain what that is. Um, yep. That, that's a whole, whole other story. Uh, suffice it to say, it involves Aegwyn, Medivh's mother, and an avatar of Sargeras, and Medivh being Temple born. of Elune. Yeah, and the Temple of Elune, and, and Medivh being born. So, whole other freaking story right there. Um, we only have a little bit more time. Uh, I wanted to talk about... Did you have anything that you didn't want people doing this week? Um, I don't want people... Here's something you don't do. Here's something you don't do, and it pissed me off earlier because I was trying to get into a Nighthold pug on my shaman. 
don't create a Nighthold pug to boost you and then decline people who actually have the Gul'dan achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a de- there was a Death Knight tank who had greens, by the way, mm-hmm. who set up a Nighthold pug so that he could get all the gear and wouldn't accept people who were less than 885i level. Which you can't even get 885 gear in the night hold normal, by the way. So he's um, looking for somebody to fully, completely run him through. Fully, completely boost him. Yeah, essentially. Jesus. Um, you are the worst type of person. And I honestly feel like you should get your balls kicked in multiple times. Um, <laughs> because that's just not how you do it. If someone's coming to you, they have the Gildan achievement, they've clearly done the raid... And you're just saying, no, 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 I want to be boosted, so unless you're 885, go fuck yourself. You're the worst type of person. Honestly, you're the worst type of person. That's my vent, sorry. (laughs) That's okay, that's okay. I understand. I mean, that's something that people have been fighting for years. It's like people, I mean, that's the thing, is that people say, you know, oh, you can't get into a pug raid, just make your own. That's fine. That's going a little far, I think. That's just a little bit far. The guy had greens, and he was like, I think, I think those lowest eye level was a seven eight sixty five, slow a seven sixty five item, and he wouldn't take my shaman who is eight sixty. That's silly. That's just stupid. That's 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 just stupid. Yeah, pissed me uh, off a little bit. Jesus Christ, people these days. I hate people. Uh, I hate people too, don't worry. Um, me, it's going to be real quick, don't limit other people's fun or gameplay. And it kind of ties back into Chris, unfortunately. Uh, just remember, anytime that you're in a group or a party or doing something with other players, your 15 bucks isn't worth any more than their 15 bucks. Yep, completely Your 15 agree. bucks is the same 15 bucks they're paying for their subscription, so your needs do not outweigh anybody else's needs or your enjoyment of the game or how you play the game doesn't outweigh the way anyone else plays the game. Just remember that you're everybody else is paying 15 bucks too. So just calm the hell down. I will say I did suggest to someone that they didn't plop time warp on the trash and he shouted at me saying I pay 10 pound a month. I'll do what I want. I think that's a little too far. That's that's being a jerk. That's, I, I mean, yeah, you're allowed to be a jerk, but you also have to understand that there are systems in place to prevent you from being a jerk. So, I mean, if if the majority rules, hey, this guy's a dick, let's kick him, and you get a majority vote, their 15 bucks collectively outweighs your 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just like free speech and, you know, things like that, um, which, I mean, I know you're from Europe, so you don't understand how freedom of speech works. Um, no, we're under Tory rule. We don't know what anything freedom means. Um... <laughs> So it's just like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Just because you can uh, call somebody the most vile name you can think of doesn't mean you should. Just play with common sense. Try to be nice. It's a game. It's not a job. Unless you're grinding gold for WoW tokens to pay for your subscription, it's not a job. It really isn't. Just have some damn fun. And let other people have fun. Let other people have fun, exactly. So, we're going to kind of sort of move towards the end of the show here. We did want to mention that um, a lot of the lore stuff that we talked about is covered in primarily the books. Most of what we talked about today is stuff that you find directly in-game. So, you can find that in Warcraft 1, 2, 3, and in WoW. There is some information that does come particularly from, like, the audio dramas and things of that nature. Um, and but um, the Christy Golden novel, uh, War of the Clans. War of the Clans does cover a lot of this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of information like that that you can go out and dig up. Um, we're not sponsored by anybody. So this is just me personally saying that um, I've done the Audible thing. I know that they have a lot of these books and a lot of this lore stuff related to WoW. So, yeah. I mean, you get a free book. It ain't gonna cost you a dang cent. Um, I know that there's discounts for Amazon and all sorts of other stuff associated with it, so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about Warcraft lore, 
get some audiobooks maybe go through audible.com yeah i i read a multi i've listened to multiple uh, warcraft books through audible.com uh they've even got the the warcraft movie uh the prequel to the warcraft movie and the warcraft movie book and uh, available on audible for as audiobooks so if you want warcraft novels audio audible is a great place to get them um, and if you prefer to get your books physical, um, check your local library. Or Amazon. Or Amazon. Amazon, too. I have Prime, so... Me, too. I just get to order stuff <laughs> two days later. Uh, screw your $5 Amazon pantry credit. I love speaking, you still, Amazon speaking pantry. Speaking of buying I still books, love you. Warcraft Chronicle comes out in March. It's volume two of Warcraft Chronicle, and I'll continue where it left off, picking up the Medivh story arc, where he went into a coma. And moving from there. So you might actually so, get a lot more information about Gul'dan and the Orcish Horde from that as well. So, that's so Chris, we've got like four minutes. Explain Chronicle. Oh, okay. Chronicle is essentially the World of Warcraft Bible in a volume volumized series. The first book came out uh, last year and it's Chris Metzen's baby. He loves this thing. He put his heart and soul into this. <laughs> And it, chrono- it chronologically explains from start to finish the creation of the universe, the creation of the Warcraft universe, all the way through to Medivh going into a coma. So that's about 70,000 years worth of lore in mm-hmm. 164 pages. Not bad, not bad. Uh, it goes through the War of the Ancients, the creation of the dragon aspects, the... Zandalari trolls, the fall of the Mogo Empire, the rise of the Pandaren goes through all of that all the way up to the human kingdoms, the birth of the Blood Elves and the High Elves. It's great. Well, that is absolutely fantastic. And you can and you explain that in one minute. I did good. You did good. You done good, son. <laughs> um so long story short, if you want to learn some more, uh go pick up some of the books. The books are fantastic. Uh especially Chronicle, as Chris was just mentioning. Chronicle um, is your Warcraft Bible. It, it's going to explain a lot of stuff to you. Um, Medivh's Coma is a really great point to start off with, so if you're not interested about prehistory, pick up the second volume, because that's going to start delving into things that are taking place Relatively in recently. recent history. Yeah, from like that- Second War on is where you'll be picking up there. Yeah, so that's going to give you a lot of recent history, and that's going to be a lot more relative, relating to what we're doing right now as players in the game. Do um, you have anything else you'd like to add today, Mr. Chris? Um, just, just play the game, have fun. If you really do like delving into a rich story, read the quests, just look up as much information as you can, and just... The Warcraft story is one of the richest stories you'll get from a video game. It's thousands of years of story with characters that you will love, you will hate, you will want to succeed, you will want to fail. It's just a great story. And it always has been, and I think it always will be, personally. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, if you... I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention this again later, but, you know, if you liked what we talked about tell us we'd love to talk more about it um kevin is keeping us on a very short leash kevin i hate you um on this stuff but if you liked it tell us and we'll be happy to explain some more in the future when Um, kevin's here we're not allowed to lure it up we're not allowed to be turbo nerds on it so um that's really gonna cover everything this week uh my final thoughts are uh don't be a dick uh your final thoughts don't be a gildan don't be a Gul'dan. I like that. Don't be a Gul'dani. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna use my uh my Gul'dan uh pluralization over yours. I'm sorry, Gul'dani. I prefer I prefer that. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be our show for the weeks, folks. Uh, to talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Uh, Mr. Kevin, our uh, missing invisible co-host, is uh, at Swingcat S W I N G K A T. Uh, Mr. Chris over here is uh, at Akari, A-K-A-R-I underscore mag, M-A-G, and I am Gavril, at Gavril, G-A-V-R-I-I-L underscore E-T. If you'd like to find us in-game, 
there on the Dollar Ant server. You can join the chat channel, ACTC, and you can email the show at, at, at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. We'd love for you to give us a review, uh, even if you want to tell me to go to hell. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, we always tell us- me to go to hell. I know. Always tell me to go to hell. Uh, shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, mention us on uh, the Twitter, the tweet platform the kids love these days. We'd love to wow, hear any sort of feedback. Old. I know. The tweet <laughs> platform the kids love these days. Um, any sort of format. Uh, we love feedback. We want more. Um, that's going to do it for the show. You all have yourselves an absolutely wonderful afternoon, a wonderful day, and enjoy your gameplay. Woo!